We did it. First show, first live show of 2024. Feels weird to say that, but today we're going to talk about what we've been doing the last two weeks, some predictions that won or didn't win, Chinese EVs, and a Cybertruck accident. People really want to know who I is and who I be. They stop and stare when they see me. Imagine being and the first accident just being so egregious just because it is an accident. Uh, it does feels weird like when when your car gets crunched your car gets crunched man it has been uh a heck of an end to 2023 and you know we we were talking about what it's like in the dealership you were saying like hey like last week in is always this like full energy full throttle uh uh go at it and i was getting text messages from dealers i was getting you know like there were things happening all this motion all this momentum that could easily be missed if you don't spend time in the dealership or you haven't spent yep. time in the dealership. So it'd be easy yeah, for could. maybe some industry partners to miss that because it's I'll not tell a part you of what. the end. Cause that's usually a part do where you, people do let, you remember let back in like early pandemic when yes. at the end of every single month, you're like, yeah, that was, that was, <laughs> I do happen to remember that. <laughs> maybe not like the first three months, but once things started to open up a lot, and it seemed like on the first of every single month, there were 83,000 LinkedIn posts about record sales. <laughs> yes. I felt that way yesterday, hey. which is crazy. I was like, oh, oh yeah, we, we got people out here just breaking records, sharing all about it. Absolutely. I was excited. I was like, this is the car industry that gets me excited when people are jumping on LinkedIn, jumping on Facebook, sharing about record sales. And it was happening all over the country. Mm. So that's that's proof to me that you don't all have to be all doom and gloom and oh man inventory's rising margins compression interest rates rising you know inventories what about like there are people breaking records out there what are you doing uh, Brian Benstock was texting me like the last two days of the year like showing me how far they were like in the race you know for number one and number two I don't yeah. actually I don't know how it ended it was like I knew there was like a seven car spread like down to the wire and everyone's kind of holding cars. <laughs> everyone's waiting to put oh, it on. Every, everyone's sandbagging there at the so end. So I don't know true. if I didn't know because he, they lost or if I didn't know because <laughs> they were too busy celebrating. And we'll have to right. I'm sure we'll find that out soon we'll enough. Out soon. I know. But uh, look, we are really hitting the gas going into 2024. In 10 days from now, you and I are going to be in Washington, D.C. at the Washington, D.C. Convention Center with uh, uh, Public Policy Day at the Washington Auto Dealers, uh, Washington Area Dealer Association, WANADA, W-A-N-A-D-A. That's what I, I don't know what it is, but it's the Washington Area <laughs> Dealer Association. They invited us to come. Uh, they have a big public policy day where they have legislators and OEMs and all these people um, talking about the future of policy and automotive. Can you so, imagine being a Washington dealer? It's like yeah, we're about it's to like be. the epicenter of 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 legal battles. Well, and because it's the national, yeah, the national game. That, yeah. We're about to find that out. So it's yeah. our first time there. We're really excited to be there. Also, thirty days from today. NADA starts. Whoa, that's nuts to me. Education day starts 30 days from today. Obviously, we'll be in town a little bit earlier, but we will be in full stride with our whole production crew, walking the floor, talking to dealers, industry partners, producing podcasts and content and attending the thing. We'll be at the sphere, um, be fun. all types of things to do it. Feel, it feels really, really good to be rolling yes. in this year. It does. And, and does. although you and I aren't huge Vegas fans, there's something very familiar going back 
to a place where you it really know what is. it is. You like know, going to Dallas, like, it was like, what's this going to so be? Much to do. There's so much to see. There's always great parties. Like it's just, even though it is obnoxious, it's also amazing all at the same time. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. It's great. Uh, we're 133 days out from a SodaCon uh, in mid-May. I- yeah, that's the truth. That's the truth. Days on the calendar. Venue is locked and loaded. We're about to start announcing some of the people who are going to be there. Um, so you can get your tickets now, early birds for sure. Trust us. If you look at last year, you know that we're going to put together a great roster, but we're going to start releasing that stuff earlier than we did last year. And if you're an industry partner, you want to get in on the action, be a part of the event, please reach out, uh, crew at us, or actually we'll give you a M J at a And I uh, will let you know all the opportunities there. We have let's get let's, into it. Let's we got we stuff. Got I mean, it's dope. it's hard to get going at the beginning of the year. It's hard to get going. Uh, but uh, we're gonna, your patience, everybody. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to start off uh, by talking about predictions. You, I've been seeing predictions everywhere now for like the last six, seven days. People, these it's just me. what it is. It, it's, it's great. It, I love it. Like just lean into it. You know, I let's do. Go. I love it. Actually, the boldest make the more more predictions. Steve Greenfield, one of the boldest in the prediction game, um, just released his scorecard this morning on his 2023 predictions. We'll cover the 24s and, and some of the things in a future time. But uh, 2023 predictions by the one and only Steve Greenfield. Um, we're going to go down the list. And I'll just read them off. We'll commentate and we'll move on to the next story. So here are his top 10 and how he grades himself. Reynolds and Reynolds, he thought, uh, could be acquired. That's a fail. Techion, he thought, might be acquired by Salesforce.com. Fail. Carvana, maybe acquired by Amazon. Fail all of the acquisition predictions. I bet, yeah. there are, I bet there are fewer of those in next year's list. He's like, I'm going to stop predicting acquisitions. <laughs> um, auto tech valuations reset. That's a huge pass. Uh, yes. Dealer valuations dropping. He says, meh, kind of in the middle. Everybody kind of knew it was going to happen. Dealers focused on cost reduction. Also rated it a meh, M-E-H, uh, a C. Artificial intelligence goes mainstream. Huge pass. Next next wave of auto tech and process automation happening. He said that's kind of in the middle too. Yeah. He did say consolidation of mobility companies. Didn't really happen. Private equity acquiring public companies. He's like, eh, middle of the road. And the year of the EV, he says, pass. Gave himself an overall score of a B. Ah, well, I'm going to give him an overall score of a C plus just because I feel like there were a few like dramatic fails in there. But if you're not making predictions and failing them, what are you doing out here? You got to make some bold stuff, hopefully make some wins. Um, the interesting ones to me is that uh, auto tech valuations did reset. So we're seeing the multiples back similar to what they were 2019, 2020, especially for early stage companies, which is great for innovation in our in our industry. And then the dealership valuations dropping uh, the fact that it was a meh is good because we're seeing still strong valuations in dealership spaces, especially when you look at the Asbury acquisition of Coons that was completed there in December. Um, you know, the money's still good for dealerships. And mm-hmm. I'm predicting that that's going to stay good, especially for small to mid-sized groups. They're going to stay good because they're most likely profitable. And these larger dealer groups are acquiring profit uh, as, as opposed to acquiring um, poor performance. So. There's my there's there's my hot takes on Should valuations of the hot takes. Hey, thank you so much, Steve, for being so transparent and helping us think through it. We're going to cover the 24 predictions, which have a totally different flavor than 23, as they should. Look, as as we're going to the new year, Steve Greenfield, Jonathan Smoke, all these predictions are coming out. Um, but one of the topics of conversation is this massive question. A lot of it is part of a lot of predictions. There have been a lot of chatter on social media from people who are talking about things. And it's Chinese EVs entering 
the U.S. market and potentially disrupting the market. It's very hot conversation. So uh, progress, environmental concerns, national security, all central discussion points as there's a complex dilemma on how do we balance domestic EV supply chain with protection against global competitiveness. So China continues to bolster their domestic EV market. So like the Chinese market with ridiculous subsidies. So I say ridiculous, meaning high subsidies to keep the the cars flowing, to keep the production happening. Um, So recent changes to the US EV tax credit rules, including um, Chinese battery production percentages. So how much of a battery can be produced uh, from a Chinese company have just gone into effect, really limiting incentives on uh, popular models like the Tesla Model 3, the Ford uh, Mustang Mach-E. I still have a hard time calling that car a Mustang, by the way. Um, and, <laughs> Why did they just call it, it a Mach-E? So, so France and the European Union are also paying a lot of attention to this. And here's one I didn't realize until I read this article is that there's already a 27.5% tariff on Chinese EV components or EVs wow. or EVs in place. They're considering raising that. So um, that's the question. Some people are saying Chinese EVs are going to come and destroy the U.S. market. Uh, some people are Here's saying, the thing. Meh. Here's the thing, Paul. They're already so much cheaper. Like you look at a BYD or a VinFast, they're already so much cheaper that even if you drop the tariffs on there and remove the opportunity for the tax credits, they are still way below what the average cost of a domestic EV uh, or a domestic EV with Chinese batteries production. And so I still see this, like there would have to be a massive change in the ruling on, on what those vehicles can or can't do in the U S to, to impact their potential deliverability. Here's the most interesting thing is these manufacturers, even they are actually winning the game in China and the European Union with plug-in hybrids, not just pure EVs. Yeah. And so I think that's that's another, we've talked about this all, for a while, like the hybrid game and the plug-in hybrid game is going to be the thing that accelerates mm-hmm. EV adoption quicker in the US. And if US manufacturers were paying attention to what's happening overseas, that's what they'd be driving their production goals. Toward. Yeah, I mean, obviously we see a major shift in people starting to pay attention to that. Toyota obviously has been, beating that drum for a long time you know i'm remembering back to um i don't remember how many nadas or nada shows ago it was there's probably four or five when there was a chinese manufacturer that was the first time at the show and there's all this buzz and all this chatter and then it literally went away like a poof and no one was talking about it again and i think it's really important that you know whether you agree or not about free market about you know what's good for the consumer it's very hard i think to underestimate or over it's very hard to underestimate how the lengths that the government and policymakers will go to protect u.s interests and this isn't just about commerce it's also an issue of national security um when it comes to battery access and things like that so it's it's just not it's not a linear playing field it's not cut and dry and and so we'll, we'll see what happens um without a doubt though you know we see you know, like Vietnamese maker VinFast leveraging dealer network. It'll be interesting to see if some Chinese manufacturers try to leverage a dealer network, which obviously we're all for, but doing that, right, gives you a whole other level of protections and positive sentiment than you would if you try to go it alone. So I don't know, yep. this is going to be one to watch. It, it's This is going to be a big year for it. If you, last year was the year of the EV, I don't know what to call this, but it's going to be the year of talking more about EVs. That is, speaking of talking of EVs, 
Oops, wrong button. I'm out of practice. Out of practice. It's okay. It's all right. We're in the new year. All right, New Year. Get it out. Uh, In in the the first reported accident involving a Tesla Cybertruck and a Toyota Corolla, only minor injuries were uh, recorded, providing a first look into the highly uh, scrutinized vehicle safety design in real world. Right, the Cybertruck. It's just a beast. So the 2023 uh, Cybertruck involved uh, hit uh, actually a 2009 Corolla hit the Cybertruck in Palo Alto, California. Um, The only injury reported was a minor injury to the Cybertruck driver. There's the surprise. I'm wanting to bet on that. Um, So the accident was confirmed by a California Highway Patrol. Corolla basically crossed into the Cybertruck's lane and hit uh, the driver's side rear, like where the bed meets the back door. Conditions were uh, cloudy and wet. And if you know anything about uh, California, when it rains, it can be a rare thing sometimes. So people right. don't know how to drive. The roads are slippery. Um, <laughs> you know, dis- despite the Corolla looking like the whole front end was destroyed. That's the thing. <laughs> I'm like, golly, this thing just got you ran over by a tank. <laughs> Cybertruck's got like a, a little dent in the side, a little wheel neck. damage, a little pushed in panel. So uh, they verified there was, you know, autonomous driving was not used. They say in, a Tesla engineer was driving the truck. It doesn't didn't have any of the foundation badging on it. So we're like, was this a consumer feeling? We don't know, but um, there you go. The first one happened. Well, I do. I said this at the beginning of the show. It's so interesting that you get one wreck from a vehicle and it makes like nat every single like wall street journal reuters right just name them unbelievable um the the thing that's shocking to me and this is what i don't understand why more people aren't talking about granted it it from everything that i'm reading is it was the corolla's fault on the the lane Mm -hmm. crossing like the corolla was i have no idea that (laughs) obliterated we can laugh about it because everybody's fine Right, everyone's fine, but obliterated. Yeah, like, the whole front end of that vehicle is done. You got this eight thousand pound tank rolling through streets, other cars running into it, and it's just like meh. It was crazy. Like here. literally every crumple you know. zone of that front Toyota Corolla got activated. Uh the passenger side airbags did deploy in the Cybertruck. Um, and here's my thinking. That sucker isn't gonna be repaired to like 36 months from now like they can't even get one off the line <laughs> they can't it's get like, one off the line where are what you are getting number one where are you oh. getting parts number two where are you getting anyone that knows how to fix that how no do you fix i mean that? you have to go to the, uh, you have to go to tesla now tesla's probably going to do a pretty good job at repairing this one because it is making national yeah. news <laughs> yeah. but the next one definitely going to be oh uh, this one's already right. back at the factory right it's, like it's already they, hella, they yeah. helipad lifted this sucker <laughs> you know i did over uh last thursday i did go to georgia and um, you saw it in person and and right? yeah and i was i wasn't planning on seeing it i just went you know i visited a dealer went to this little shopping center on my way home i was gonna like grab something for my wife and the place was packed i didn't think about this right all oh, right everyone's like shopping now but the tesla store i drove by and i saw the cyber truck in there i was like oh my gosh now i know what i'm doing right now i had to I had to put my name in i had to register before i could even go in to look at it um it definitely feels different in person than it does in any of the pictures that i've seen some things seem it seems like a little bigger and a little smaller all at the same time the wheels are gigantic yep. they are they are way bigger than i expected but yeah. but one thing for sure everyone in that place looking at it was smiling it was that the, was the trick that was the, the thing about thing. your notes it's so interesting it's just kind of this curiosity but I, I, I didn't get to like put hands on it. Like I wanted to like push on the panels and see everything look good. But without a doubt, um, like, like you said, Kyle, they're on every page of the newspaper every because they got the in an accident.
You just got to know about it. You just got to know. About it. I know. Well, there you go. We're getting into the new year. This is going oh, to be a year on. when this community ignites on fire. Let other people know what's going over here on the Asoto Corner, and we'll be sure to let everybody know what you're doing. <laughs>